Uh, did you know, by the way, that you can clean your headphones with a uh, wet wipe? So is this your way of gently saying that you've got a packet of wet wipes <laughs> by your computer at all times? Like, that's what it's for. <laughs> Hello and welcome all into the MO podcast. As always, you're here with me, Contumacious Ant. And me, Atreya. And today we continue on our journey to try and make me believe in tinfoil hat stuff. I really hope you've got something slightly more believable this week because you are setting me up to fail. I know what you're doing. I know exactly what you're doing. You're setting me up to fail. Well, we shall see as we discuss the San Pedro haunting. Oh, okay. I'm not familiar with this one. Okay, well, good. So maybe you'll, maybe, maybe you've got, well, if you don't, yeah. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, to be honest. We'll see. Oh, Lord. Uh, But it is pronounced San Pedro and not San Pedro, as some people on YouTube would have you believe. I have no idea why. Why would you assume that it was pronounced San Pedro? I, I, probably because of the era of the videos I was watching from. It's all about around about the Rolf Harris era, to be quite honest. Oh, right, okay. So it's Pedro as in Spanish for Peter, not yeah. Pedro as in Jimmy Savile. Right. So, I mean, I'm sure we all know that last night Madonna dreamt of San Pedro, but (laughs) in the winter of 1988, Jackie Hernandez was a single pregnant mother who was recently divorced and she needed a place to live. So she moved into a kind of nondescript bungalow in San Pedro. I really want to say San Pedro now. <laughs> you oh, do, don't you? Yeah. I, I heard now. the hesitation. <laughs> <sighs> right. <laughs> uh, so, pretty much near enough from the get-go, Jackie started to hear strange noises coming from around the house. There was, like, noises in the walls, like something scrabbling in the walls, and there was noises... Upstairs, you had an attic above above the house, kind of thing. It was just, it was a very basic attic. She had access to it via the laundry room, in which she she had to stand on the washing machine to get into it and pull herself up. You know, kind of them. Really, there's no point in having an attic. It's just for the roof cover. You know what I mean? I don't understand why they have entrances to it. Yeah, it's basically just to just it's only to relay the insulation. Let's face it. Exactly, and something to sit your roof on, I suppose. Uh, yeah. But she also did witness objects being thrown around the house. And one day, while a friend was visiting, there was a loud noise from the kitchen. And then, on further investigation, they found a painting lying five feet away from where it had originally hung. Right now. This was all a little bit weird, but 
there was a few witnesses to these weird going on that have happened. Uh, when she was uh, washing up while her friend was there, a strange kind of ooze started pouring out of the walls. It was red in colour. And a bit Amityville. Yeah, it. Yeah, Lee said, "Quick as mended." <laughs> uh, and on one occasion, she had a babysitter come round. Her babysitter was called uh, Christina. Oh Jesus Christ, Christina. Z- she was called Christina Zipkovich. Yeah. Right. <laughs> uh should have should have practiced these beforehand. Yeah, she was called Christina, that's fine. Yeah, Christina, yeah. So uh she got her to babysit one night and left and didn't tell her about these noises that she was hearing and all night while Christina was babysitting she heard these noises and when Jackie got back she was like the fuck? Could have give me a heads up kind of thing. Uh on one occasion, where Jackie slept, she kind of slept in, not necessarily the front room, but kind of off the front room. But from where she slept, she could see directly into the kitchen. And one night, she woke up and I to go to the bathroom, as we all kind of do when we get to a certain age. Maybe and you do. as she sat up in bed, she saw an old man sat at the kitchen table, just staring at her. Wow. And she thought by hiding under the bed sheets and like oh. pushing her head into the pillar that he would disappear. Why but do people do that? I don't. I don't know. It's all very nineteen eighties horror, isn't they'll it? They'll disappear. Yeah. Yeah. No, it just means that well, if a bloke has broken into your house and is now sitting at your kitchen table, he'll go, "Huh, this is great because now she won't see me coming towards her and the duvet with a knife, so I can stab yeah. her without even any restraint." Yeah, first thought is, ah, defenceless. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Duh. Uh, but apparently this old man didn't disappear until dawn came. So he was a burglar. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. <laughs> uh, he was like, fucking hell, okay. <laughs> Cheers, I'll just take your TV as well, love. Uh, he's made himself some toast, he's had a cup of tea. It was just some homeless bloke that just broke in for the night, like somewhere to sleep. Exactly. Uh, and then... One day, she decided to explore the attic. Now, she did this because one of her friends found something that was that was worth some money in her attic. <laughs> so Jackie's initial thought was, hmm, maybe there's some good stuff in my attic. So she climbed onto a washing machine, opened up the hatch, pulled herself up, and as she turned her head left... A disembodied head flew towards her face. Oh, that is so. Is it the is it the grudge or is it the ring? It's the grudge, isn't it? Where yeah. she where they go into the loft and they turn around and there's a face looking at them. That that genuinely, besides the spiders, is genuinely the reason that I won't get the Christmas decorations out of our loft. Is because I always have that in the back of my mind that I might turn around and see a disembodied head staring at me, like in the movies. There is always that danger, I suppose. Well, uh, you just never know. I mean, not that my house is haunted because it's a new build house, but I just, there's no light in my loft. There's, there's not a light bulb or anything. So you're in the dark and, you know, I don't know. I just always feel like there's, 
I, I just it's a it's a it's a, it's an inherent fear I have. So Dave gets the Christmas tree out. Yeah, yeah, I, I fully fully understand that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, her her attic was her loft attic was kind of the same as yours. There was no windows, no lights in it. Mm-hmm. It was it there was just cross beams in there, and it was all wooden kind of thing. Uh, but she just tried to basically obviously she was shook up and she just dived out of the attic at this point i mean everything culminated one night when jackie while watching an episode of the honeymooners obviously i I don't know why that's an important part of the story (laughs) but it was important enough to be in a book so fair enough she witnessed a violet fog entering through the window and just flow into the front room so Jackie fled the house and went to the neighbours, uh, who was Susan Castaneda, who had also witnessed some of these shenanigans, things th- being thrown across the room, hearing the strange noises. And Susan advised her to call Dr. Barry Taft as soon as possible to investigate. And when Jackie went back to her house and looked in on her kids... She left the kids in the let, house. Just going to let that sink in there. Right, yeah. okay. So she, yeah. so she so, sees a purple mist coming through the window and she's like, fuck this noise. And she just runs out and then she gets to the neighbours and the neighbours are like, oh my God, are the kids okay? And she's like, shit, I actually have children. Um, yeah. Be right back. Uh, just keep my second martini on ice. I'll be back in a minute. <laughs> Priorities, uh, okay. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> right. As as she went to check in on the children, she saw the same old man sat on one of the children's bed. Wow. Just looking at her. But she did just flee the house, leave the door unlocked yeah. and left the kids unattended anyway. Yes, with the homeless hobo yeah. who was uh, just hanging around. Well, they did, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so oh, Christ. So uh, the very next day, she called in Dr. Barry Taft. Why does that now, name sound familiar? Oh. So Dr. Barry Taft has worked on other such projects as uh, his most famous one, I suppose, was the uh, Doris Bither case, which was a case of spectrophilia what's that it was a case involving a lady who claimed to be being raped by ghosts i mean i don't think i don't think that's a thing i I I genuinely don't think that's a thing at all i think that's just a Mm. lie or she had some really nice dreams he's got a linkedin barry tuff he has indeed, and as well, he starred in The Demon Fucking House. That's where I know him from. Yeah, yes. okay. I knew I recognised that name. Yeah, okay. So, if I thought it was quite the credible. Doris Bither case didn't ruin his credentials, then wow. Demon House certainly did. Legit, just as I said, I thought it was pretty credible. From The Demon House, actually. Uh... The thing that we should kind of note here as well is the Doris Biller case was actually made into a best-selling book and a movie. 
in the uh, 80s. Yeah, but the Warrens had no dealings with it, right? No, they didn't, but Zach Bagans has had dealings with Barry Taft. So... Yeah, he has. I knew you were going to shit on same, Zach. Same, same. I knew. It? I knew that's what you were heading for. God's sake. Why don't you leave the man alone? I love him. Yeah. I mean, I thought this was all believable until I found that out, wow. but then... Wow. Uh, so, Dr. Barry, let's just call him by his proper name, because that's dead serious, isn't it? <laughs> Dr. Barry. Dr. Barry turned up with a team. Oh. I'm going to use that word very, very loosely here, because one of them was Barry Conrad, a cameraman and filmmaker. Well, I mean... So, <clears throat> They've got to capture something, haven't they? Yes. So you need a camera. They turn up. They turn up and basically go into full documentary mode, or mockumentary mode, depending wow. on how you want to look at it. <laughs> uh, Gary Bowen, who was a, uh, I'm going to put air quotes here and say uh, audio guy. Why? Why is the air quotes? He was also a high school friend of Barry Conrad's. Oh, okay. So, tenuous link. Mm -hmm. And a man called Jeff Wheatcraft, a self-confessed sceptic, a failed elementary school teacher, and an aspiring photographer. Right, okay, so, yeah, I see why you used the So, Barry's not thrown his A-team in here. Let's just put it that way. No, clearly not. So... When the team arrived, they noticed a a stench that was... It was a stench of iodine, which is very specific, again. Uh, Had they wiped their earpieces? This could be it. They may have not known what I know. Yeah, this is my thinking. Yeah. Uh, But it only emanated from the laundry room. And there wasn't an actual source for it. They looked everywhere. They couldn't find any of it. And then when Jackie said, the attic is up there, and I seen that head, <laughs> Jeff volunteered to go up and take some photos. Now, he took a few photos. It's pitch black, so he's just clicking and with his flash not seeing anything he goes back down and he's a little bit discombobulated and he says i get the feeling that someone's watching me in there so they go got an idea why don't you go up and take pictures over your shoulder so if someone's (laughs) behind you you can see them do you know i think maybe he thought that somebody was watching him because he knew that there was a story of a disembodied head Let's put it in his mind straight away, hasn't it? Yeah. <clears throat> so, yeah. So you may not be on a winner here. I'll just tell you that now. So you, you do. You set me up. Okay. Uh, so Jeff went up a second time and he was taking pictures over his shoulder, being all sneaky and stuff. And then all of a sudden... He screams and he dives out of the hatch. And they're all like, oh my God, what happened? What happened? What's what's going on? And he said, as he was taking a picture, something grabbed 
the camera out of his hand and threw it across the room. So they went, of course, of course, seems legit. So they went up with a torch, probably a big one, power of 10,000 candles, who knows? <laughs> Uh, and they found his camera was sat in a disused fruit basket. Again, very specific. And the lens on the camera was 15 feet away. Well, if so, you drop something, though, it could potentially break anyway, right? Come yeah. Apart. Yeah. So if it's been yanked out of your hands, that's that's kind of, yeah, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're throwing it on the floor, it can fall apart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Get that. Uh, so they're all in the laundry room now Jackie's estranged husband Al he was here on this night and he wanted nothing to do with all the shenanigans going on so he was sat watching the kids so is that why he was there just watching the kids because it never seemed to bother her to have anybody to watch them before I mean yeah they were estranged she'd been through it wasn't a good relationship for her to be in. They, they were her own words describing that relationship, but they were still on good terms to bring up the children, which is, you know, I kind of respect that. That's that's cool and everything. But having them over here when all this is going on, I don't know. Why couldn't the kids have gone to his house? Was that just me being... I think you may be a little just... bit more smarter than these people. If I just blown everyone's I, mind I, right I now. I think you may have done. If <laughs> Barry's list, Dr. Barry's listening to this, he'd be like, oh my God. Why didn't I think of that? To be honest... That's Yeah, genius. I mean, and if there were acts such as this going on in the house, surely you'd want the best for your kids and you'd want to protect them. So you'd yeah. get them away from any inherent danger that they were in. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Uh but basically, as Al sat there, he's playing with the kids, and just just before Jeff has his camera dragged away, he hears a voice right next to his ear, and it says, tell them to get the fuck out of here. <coughs> Is that one of the kids? <laughs> Could be. Could be. Just pissed uh, off and just I want, had I enough. I want Fortnite. <laughs> too many people in this house. <laughs> Doing me head in. I can't hear the footsteps. I'm getting murked every time. Come on. <laughs> Too weird much. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, a week later, the ooze returned, and luckily the cameras were on hand for this. And they recorded this red ooze that was coming out of a cabinet. And according to Dr. Barry... Oh, oh, accents, direct quote. <laughs> it would cost an arm and a leg to get the results tested, but knowing a friend who works in the lab helps. He's just got friends all over the place, this guy, hasn't he? I know, it's just weird. like a weird flex yeah. when this is going on. Like, it's leaking from, from the, the cabinet with no source coming from it, and you're going, I know someone that could look at that. Oh, that's funny, that. Yeah, we all know joiners, don't we, but... Like my first, my first call will be like, "I, what kind of dodgy wood is this? Like, is this like, is the wood swelled and there's like sap leaking out, or is it you know, or maybe maybe I've got a leak or like damp or something like that, you know? But I, my first thought wouldn't be, fuck, this could potentially be a demonic possession. 
I should probably get in touch with that parapsychologist that I used to know back in high school. Yeah, I mean, again, you're being a lot smarter than anyone involved in this case is being. <laughs> it's just a bit logical, really, and I'm the tinfoil hat. Yeah. That's what's, that's what's mad. But they send it away to the lab and get it tested, and apparently it was human male blood with a high copper and iodine content. That's gross. Yeah. The guy who tested it didn't go, has not released his name, has not come out and said i tested it and it's that that's a bit sus it's almost like it was never tested (laughs) yeah i mean that would be the main one but there's a couple of reasons if he was doing it for free for a friend then maybe the lab would frown on that and with it being part of a pseudoscience parapsychological investigation maybe he's just like i don't want to be involved with that could he not have just said no then when when Barry was like, yeah. dude, got some like oozy shit coming out of this kitchen unit. Could you, uh, you know, run it through the old lab? Like, Baz, Baz, we've talked about this before, haven't we? Right? I, I love you. I'll get stoned with you. I will drink with you. But I swear to God, if you send me any more packets of ooze, we're going to fall out. Okay? I'm not putting my career on the line for this. It's simple as Yeah. Again... He was probably smarter than a lot of these people in this investigation. Seems that uh, way. So I liked Barry yeah. as well. You've ruined it for me now. <laughs> uh, in fairness, I don't like Barry. Doctor Barry isn't the worst person to come out of this. Oh, good. And that and that's kind of telling you something. That doesn't bode well. No. Uh so on the 4th of September, Jackie called the crew saying that her children's toys are levitating. <sighs> the call drops and then you hear Jeff claims that, quote marks, it has cut the line. Because ghosts are now capable of cutting the phone lines as well. Yes, I mean, yeah. So... Jackie basically says, please, please, you've got to come around tonight. You've got to come around. I can't stay here anymore. So they rock up, and rather than taking her away from the situation, they all set up their cameras <laughs> and wait. Uh, and Jackie does actually say in in an interview that she thought they were going to be the cavalry and come around and take her away from it, but they just go, nah, we rolling. we're going to watch this. We're uh, uh, It's going to be hilarious. <laughs> Uh, I love it. They, so, so they start to investigate, and of course, Jeff and Gary Bowen go into the attic. Jeff has a flashlight, and for some reason, Gary has the camera, even though he's the sound man <coughs> and not the photographer. Right. Yeah. And then. <laughs> Do they just forget their roles? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, this This is why you have to do a good brief before you turn up to a place. <laughs> like, know where, know your assignments, know where you're supposed to be. Remember the at script. All times. Yeah, that's it, that's it. So while they're investigating in the attic, the people downstairs hear finger snaps. Right. <laughs> so anyone versed in the snapping of fingers 
knows that when you hear the finger snaps, we all know there's going to be a rumble. <laughs> uh, exactly. Yeah. Sharks and jets <laughs> are getting it on. I love it. So they alert Gary and Jeff, saying, oh, there's finger snapping down here. There's nothing up there. Come down here. How do they know it's a finger snap? Like, if you heard that, I don't... I don't necessarily... I, I think I'd be like, this is weird noise. I couldn't... I don't think I could put my finger on what it ex- exactly was. So Barry Conrad is adamant that it's three finger snaps and it's like... And the neighbour was there as well, Susan, and she claims the same. That's very specific. Uh, it is. And it's not caught on audio. Because mm, the audio guys it taking pictures. <laughs> That's probably why. <laughs> uh, oh, we messed up here. Uh, so they alert Gary and Jeff. And as they are coming down from the attic, Gary's going first and Jeff is behind him. All of a sudden, Gary hears Jeff let out a gasp, a scream, a murmur. Uh, don't know. <laughs> Those are and... very, very different adjectives there. And there's a. <gasps> ah! mm. it's, it is somewhere between the three because you kind of. Because. <laughs> there's a documentary right, on it. And I will put it in the description because you've got to watch it. Everyone has to watch <laughs> it. Has it has to be seen. I don't. I don't care if it directs traffic to another page. Really don't. It is the, one of the best things I've ever seen. Uh, so you kind of hear it and he goes, uh, it's such a weird noise he makes. And he drops a flashlight. So there's no light now. Right. Don't know why that turns all the light off. Because <laughs> he's dropped it. It'd be rolling around on the floor, surely. But, so... Gary, who's armed with a camera, does the only thing that he can think of and starts taking pictures to illuminate Jeff. (laughs) Right, okay. So, to see where he is, obviously. And for some reason, he's all the way across the fucking room and he's hanging from the ceiling. Right. I think I've seen that picture. Yes, Yes, and it's one of the thing, and it's one of the things that I went. You know what? This actually could, could be a thing. I think he just walked past and got caught, like his t-shirt got caught on it or something. So the thing is, he he actually has a uh, washing line cord around his neck, which is attached to a nail in the roof. Hmm. So. What he claims is that something put it round his neck and then attached him to the nail. Right. And what Gary says is he takes two pictures of this. Both of them, one would assume in the matter of seconds, yet Jeff's body position is different in both of them. (laughs) Hmm. In neither of them are his hands towards his throat, which if you're being like, <laughs> yeah. if you've ever caught, like if someone's like, 
used to wear a tie at school, and when someone tries to strangle you like that, if you don't punch him in the face, you grab for the tie yeah. to try and free your airway. Totally. But no, he's holding on to the 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 crossbeam that's in front of him, like try to steady himself. Jeff is sus. Yeah. If you think he's sus now, wow. <laughs> so Gary apparently goes over and bends the nail with his hand. Wow. To to get Jeff off. Gary's and super strong. Is, yeah, you'd be thinking that because obviously he can put more pressure and weight on the nail with his one hand than Jeff can with his whole body. Wow. Yeah. It's so the Hulk. He's, yeah, he's just hulked up, didn't he? That's all he did. He just seen the green and just went for it. Uh, so basically, Gary, uh, Gary and Jeff come down. Jeff is all discombobulated and he's, oh my God, oh my God. He, he has a red mark around his neck and he shows off the ligature to what was around his neck and you can see that it's tied in a knot and he says it was all twisted up on the nail right. fine fair enough uh, during all of this Jackie's daughter seemed to get some kind of mark on her forehead uh, again Jackie's daughter who is four months old at this point is still there this is I think it's one o'clock in the morning and she's just They've moved them out onto the porch, the children, so they're safe. Uh, but her daughter now seems to have some kind of thing, mark on her head. Right. But before they can analyse what it is, Jackie wipes it off. <laughs> of course she does. Why, why, why wouldn't she? Yeah. Yeah. So apparently it was kind of the same ooze that came out of the walls. Oh. But it's kind of marketed as it's the mark of Cain kind of thing on this child's forehead. So get her, get her uh, a wet wipe. Get this shit Exactly. <laughs> Clean her ears as well while you're at it. Oh, my God. So, yeah. So then Barry and Dr. Barry, Barry Conrad, all the team, they go, they go back... And they analyse the footage. Now, on the footage that they've taken, there are several orbs that can be seen. Dust? It's dust? Now, yes. This. Bear in mind, bear in mind, this is the 80s. So, it's it wasn't high-quality film mm -hmm. anyway. They're not digitally recording, and even if they were, it's been proved that these kind of orbs are flies, moths, the shine from these creatures mm -hmm. that you can see. But apparently these orbs enter into Jackie and into other people on certain occasions. Right. Yeah. I'm still going dust. Yeah. So... We're at the orb stage now. Of course we are. Now, by October, Jackie had had enough and she'd moved 300 miles north to Weldon, California. But no, 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 she wasn't free of any 
paranormal activity there. It followed her, never in the world. It did, <laughs> and it did indeed. Who would have thought it? And do you know what? Do you know where her first call was? It was to not to Dr. Barry. It was to Barry Conrad, the filmmaker, <laughs> to investigate this. Of course. So Barry rocks up and uh, guess what? You start seeing orbs. Of course he does. Uh, there were scratching sounds heard. Jackie and one of her neighbours witnessed the face of an old man in the screen of a television that wasn't even turned on. Well, screen burn is the ultimate bitch. Yeah. And Jackie's daughter's bed even caught fire when her uh, Jackie and a friend witnessed a black mass in the hallway. Right. Yeah, I don't. Uh, yeah, I mean, now, beds don't generally catch fire. That's that's a bit weird. Exactly, it is a little a little bit weird. So Barry Conrad and Jeff again, our friend Jeff, he rocks up, and with Jackie and Jackie's neighbour Tina, they sit down and do the only logical thing and do a Ouija board session. <laughs> of course. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it's unfortunate, but the cameras are not rolling at this oh. point. So we've only got their word. God, what are the chances? On what happens next. Oh, how This is like, it's like they just had the most unfortunate time, didn't they? Yeah. What are the chances? They just forgot to turn the cameras on. I hate when that happens. So, you think, you think, like, if you're doing this paranormal investigation, that... And it, this entity had followed her all the way to a different place. You'd think you'd just have a static camera set up just to record what happens. But no, Barry Conrad, the esteemed filmmaker, didn't have this thought in his mind. Right. <laughs> so, when they started doing this Ouija board session, seance, whatever... The table suddenly started shaking and the answers they were the questions the answers to the questions they were asking started coming in thick and fast. Apparently all the history of the Phantom came out at this session. The spirit told them that he had been killed in nineteen thirty by being drowned. Right. When asked why the ghoul was tormenting Jeff in particular. I mean, it's not followed Jeff 300 miles, <laughs> but that was a question they felt they needed to be asked. Because he's shit. Uh, yeah. The Wraith claimed that it was because he looked like his killer. Right. And when the question of how many ghosts reside among the living, the apparition, the apparition answered... Phantoms fill the sky around you. Oh, God. That sounds so generic. I mean, it sounds like it's made it up. It does. It to does sound like it's you. made up. It sounds so generic. You know, like it, you it, know when you have the magic eight balls? Yeah. And they've got like, like, today will be a good day. <laughs> Great. Yeah. I mean, I started like a fortune cookie. Yeah, I started off with a a pumpkin spice latte from Greg's. It was, you know, was really, really nice, and it was relatively cheap. 
that that straight away goes today's a good day it regardless of what the rest of the day turns into it's yeah no yeah i mean personally to me it sounds like a subpar filmmaker has run out of ideas on how to make his documentary into a best-selling film yes <laughs> but i would agree heaven forfend i put that opinion out there <laughs> i would concur uh, with that opinion <laughs> Yeah, and then the session ended not by them closing the the Ouija board, but by Jeff levitating <laughs> off his chair and being thrown into the wall opposite. Well, I would have enjoyed doing that to Jeff as well. Yeah. So, I mean... <clears throat> Yeah. You know, I'm supposed to be the one convincing you that these things are real. <laughs> and I'm just debunking everything you say. <laughs> right. The thing is that I've seen this done from by other people. Like, Mr. Balin covers it. Bedtime Stories covers yeah. it. Uh, I, I think even Lazy covers it yeah. at some point. And they make it seem like, you know what? This actually could be something. They do. I remember now I remember now watching the bedtime stories one and I remember thinking, ooh, that's proper it's... scary. But yeah, when you dig down. Yeah. The reason why I chose it is because genuinely in the beginning, because of what I'd seen, I thought, you know what? This could have me on the fence here. <laughs> But the more you read about it, the more you were like, nope, nope. Yeah. <laughs> so, Barry Conrad's documentary on this, kind of, after all this happens, and they find out that it's someone who died in the 1930s by drowning, Barry then suddenly goes to... A paper, or, or goes to the archives in San Pedro and looks up 1930s drowning and comes across a fisherman who had drowned in 1930s and then they look back at the knot and go, hmm, that knot looks like a fisherman's knot. And I kid you not, at 58 minutes and 40 seconds in the documentary, they have someone who can only be described if you've seen Blazing Saddles <laughs> just the Johnson the guy, I don't know if he's called Anal Johnson but the guy who just frontier speak and he's a fisherman and he's like that's not, that's not a bad fisherman <laughs> and it's just like you could not have got a worse person to try and push this case <laughs> It was just like, oh, never before have I seen such frontier gibberish in my life. Do you know what it is, it's... though? It's like, if you go to the archives, I mean, probably a lot of people have died in the area in 1930 by drowning. That, that's it. It was wetlands in 1930. So I'm going to say a lot of drownings happened I... because wetlands and quicksand and... And, you know, being a fisherman, it's kind of an occupational hazard, drowning. <laughs> You're a fisherman. You're in water for a good exactly. portion of your life. And it's not like they were tech startups back then. Yeah. They, they were like, oh, yeah, well, 
they, they were all fishermen. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but And if you were going to make a noose, you wouldn't make it with a fisherman's knot, would you? No. You would make it with a a, a, a noose knot. Is that a... <laughs> yeah, you yeah, know yeah, I mean. dead man's knot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, hangman's knot. That's the one. Uh, but, yeah, this documentary then, after this point, just descends into madness i don't know if you've ever seen like reno 911 or operation good guys or that kind of mockumentary style Mm -hmm. it starts out so kind of like dead serious and then in the end it just goes so basically for some reason jeff and uh barry are living together right and uh i mean it's not explained why. Good luck to him. That's all I can say. But instances they come back to, their gas burners are left on and no one's been in the house. Yeah, Barry's got a professional camera and there's Jeff with his microphone doing a piece to camera about it. Neither of them think about setting it up while they're out. No. In one instance, there's scissors under the pillows when they get back in it's you've got to, you've got to see it to believe i cannot do it justice in <laughs> describing it but watch kind of kind of if you're gonna like if you want to know about my thought process on this watch like a mr Balin or a bedtime stories episode on it and then watch this documentary from like 58 minutes onwards <laughs> and it's it's only it only runs for another 20 minutes but this 20 minutes it's like Barry and Jeff living together and they're just documenting all this stuff that's happening but you can clearly see that they're doing it <laughs> it's just they don't kind of even try and hide it it's like we could we can make something out of this i'm pretty sure uh, and I, genu- I genuinely believe that the reason why they kind of edit Jackie out of this is because apparently Barry Conrad was having a relationship with Jackie <sighs> just to try and get more out of this story. Wow. And then whether, whether she found out and spurred his advances and they go, right, well, we'll just cut you out of this and it'll follow us back home. I hope she punched him in the face. I've got no idea. I hope she But did. it's just... I was I was so disappointed because I so truly believed that something could have happened you here. You really I wanted believe- it. To- now, see, now you know how I feel. Like, all my life, you really want this to be true. See, this is the thing. It was because I was like... I, I started doing it and it was this one because I was going to do the Peron case, but... Ed and Lorraine are involved in that, so it was a no. Uh, So it was this one, and I was like, you know what? It looks feasible. There are things here that you can go, maybe. But when Kin, the Three Stooges, turn up, it's like, ah, for fuck's sake. I, I believe that Jackie had something happen. There was something going on, whether that was due to the stress of her 
getting divorced while she's pregnant, having to find a new house, etc. I, I don't know. But she truly does believe it. And there was an interview from, I think, 2012 mm-hmm. that where she states that she truly... Everything that she has said is honest and truthful. Everything that she believes that has been covered is honest and truthful. But then in the same interview, she does say, I do hope the studios have a look at the screenplay that's written by this person. (laughs) Shameless plug. So then you go, hmm, okay. Not 100% on this one. Totally. Ah. But... I was so disappointed at this. Oh, I can hear the disappointment in your little voice. <laughs> Welcome to my world. I was world. trying. It was uh, I, it was so hard to finish the end of this research. <laughs> you just so disheartened. I just, got, I just got to a point and I was like, it's just ruined it. Yeah. But I can't just end it there because I have to say how terrible these people are in it. Mm-hmm. Barry Conrad and Jeff Game wheat sheaf or whatever the fuck he's called. Wheatcroft. <laughs> Just. Not even good actors. I really want to see this That's documentary now. The thing. Oh, oh, oh God, I said it, you know. It's the, the beginning of it. Is it's all about Jackie and it's so it's so like, yeah, OK, I believe something's happening here. And then these little bits of it that you go, hang on a minute. It's like when Jeff uh, Jeff gets, after he's been strangled, and he, he, he comes he comes down and he's like, oh, I don't know what went on. I don't know what's happening. Can you get me glasses, please? Oh, <laughs> Not what, even remotely, like. <laughs> and it's like, that isn't, what? what I, that's not typical that's reaction. The, yeah. And as well, why is the photographer not taking pictures why is the sound man not recording sounds yeah it doesn't sound yeah no i don't don't think we can class this one as as a i can't i can't convince you with this one i'm sorry no third week in a row no yeah i'm really sorry yeah you suck at Uh, finding real cases by the way I, I find cases that are, are perpetuated to be real. It's not my fault that there's bad acting in the world. I mean, yeah, but literally like 10 minutes into the fucking case and I'm already like, you know, no, just don't believe it. And I'm supposed to I be... Conv- how, how am I supposed to convince you when you give me crap like this? I'm sorry. That's all I can say. Uh... <laughs> Hopefully next week's will be uh, better. Do you already know what you're going to do for next week? Do, yes. Oh. Colour me intrigued. Yes. And do you know what? I'm on the fence with it. You were on the fence with this one, dude. I know, I know. Yeah, but... Uh, so we'll see We'll see how it goes, won't <laughs> yeah, we? Yeah, we will, really. yeah. Uh, Should be intriguing. Yeah. But on that bombshell, and (laughs) it it truly is a bombshell. I'm so so sorry that I couldn't (laughs) even try. I couldn't even try and go, hmm, so try and convince me on this one, Atreya. Please, please. (laughs) Uh, It's just, just. (sighs) I can't, I'm sorry, I can't. (laughs) 
Like just 58 minutes. After 58 minutes on that documentary, you'll see frontier gibberish and then it just kind of descends into madness and it's just all uh, it's not even good production <laughs> values <laughs> i'm gonna do i'm gonna watch the documentary like right now just just it's that because i was i tried ages to find it because there's like uh i can't remember what it's called brain scratch mm-hmm did a thing and he's got and he's got all the links in his bio and thing but it it the video's gone or whatever and if you do san pedro haunting you can't really find it i just went ass about way to find the documentary managed to find it and i was like yes can't wait to watch this <laughs> and now and 26 minutes later i was like sad trombone <laughs> should have watched that fucking haunting with Zach Baggins again, shouldn't I, really? <laughs> the goddamn what hotel? What? Are you real? Yes, it is. No, it's really not. I enjoyed it. Get out! Ah, <laughs> oh, what was that guy? <laughs> I know, I know. There, there was some... 18 minutes. I was 18 minutes in and I was like, I'm just going to X this. And I thought... You know what? Discovery Plus, I've watched one fucking thing about the subscription six months. Nope. Nope. Doing it. Watching it. See? 60 minutes later, like that, right? Delete accounts. Oh, really? No, I've still, I've still got oh, good, it. Good. Watch, watch the devil made there, me do it. It's terrible. All that's on there is Zach Baggins. Well, yeah. Who does that? Why do you think we've got a subscription? Quite happily watch Zach all day known. long. Should have known. <laughs> I should have known after that mermaid thing, to oh, be quite frank. Do you know what it is, right? See, you, th- that, you now feel right now how I felt at the end of that mermaid documentary. Because I was fucking wounded. Fair point. Mm-hmm. Fair point. And, uh, Shattered all my hopes and dreams. Karma is a bit. It is. <laughs> yeah. And on that bombshell, this has been the M.O. Podcast with me, Contumacious Ant. And me, Atreya. Thank you all so much, and I hope you're not as disappointed as with me, <laughs> be honest. But hopefully we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast. The M.O. Podcast.